0: Welcome to Kraken This Morning,
4: a presentation of the Kraken Audio Network and Sports Radio 93.3, KJR-FM. Here's Mike Benton. Can the Seattle Kraken turn Black Friday into another gold standard win?
1: Down the right, left side, drops it off to Benitez, he scores! The crack in the two-goal lead back. It's 7-5. 4-44 to play in the third. Wow. Wow. Beneers, the three-on-one. McCann knows he's coming and lays it back to him just inside the blue line. Both defensemen had backed up to the front of the net. And things just open right up in the slot area. Maddie Beneers skates in beats the goaltender low blocker, 7-5 in this building, my goodness.
4: Ever if it's you, Dave Tomlinson with the call and the aftershock of two nights ago still felt through a Seattle Kraken team as one of the hottest in the NHL at 8-1-1. I'm Mike Benton on a Friday, the 25th of November, and the Kraken tonight opening a three-game trip, a matchup of power versus power. The second-place Kraken up against, the first-place Vegas Golden Knights. The two neighbors in the Pacific Division meeting this evening as puck drop foes for the second time this season, 5 p.m. Pacific at T-Mobile Arena. Everett and Dave have the call for you then. I'll be with you 4.30 from Network Central on the Coors Light pregame show. We'll hear from Everett, Dave, more reaction from the dressing room after Wednesday, the team resting on Thanksgiving. Plus, a recap of our conversations with USA women's hockey stars Hillary Knight and Lee Steckline with Team USA entertaining over 14,000 fans, a new women's hockey record on U.S. soil in a 4-2 win over Canada in the rivalry series last Sunday at Climate Pledge Arena. That plus implications for the future, all that coming shortly. The Kraken coming off an 8-5 victory over the San Jose Sharks, setting franchise single-game records such as most goals in a game, most goals combined in a game. A record tying four goals in period three, and most players to score a goal in a game on the Kraken side, they had seven. All that capping off a season-long six-game homestand that went off with flying Kraken colors at 4-1-1 one, and one, as the Kraken jumped into sole possession of second place in the Pacific Division at the Thanksgiving pause. More reaction here afterward with Everett and Dave. Uh, The first takeaway for me in this hockey game was it was a slow start for both teams, and then uh, things get going fast and furious, but the Kraken never lost grip of the hockey game. Sure, uh, San Jose went ahead late in the first, but they were able to counter in the second, get their lead back, and do the same thing in the third period when the game got tight again. And then uh, the second takeaway for me is that we've talked about getting offense from all over the lineup. Uh, The fourth line scores a goal. You've got a couple of defensemen that get a goal. You get your power play, get a five on three goal that gets a crowd into it. So you're an awfully tough team to beat when there isn't just one line or maybe even just one player to look at to shut down. Instead, the Kraken are spreading out the offense, and that makes them awfully difficult to contend with. Hey, Hey, Dave, guess what? What's that? The Kraken are in second place in the division now. Hey, that's fun. That's fun to say. Good feelings indeed. After the game, head coach Dave Haxtell said the homestand shared a well-deserving stage of entertainment with a tongue-in-cheek point of view for
1: coaches. Fun for the fans. It stunk for the coaches. <laughs> I can tell you. Eight, five. No, I, You know what? Like I said, you got to find different ways. And uh, the atmosphere in this building is uh, is awesome. I mean, it's it's uh, that's a that's a. You know that's that's a party you know happening for eighteen thousand people and that's uh, it's fun to be able to win in different ways um, you know a lot of people look at it and say well that's exciting hockey with a lot of goals scored tonight <laughs> uh you know I'd, I'd much prefer to win you know three two four <laughs> four, four one something like that yeah. but um it was an important stand. i mean we had to answer a question there you know to be honest with you we had to answer a question you know in terms of you know our play here at home um and and really embracing you know the feel here at home and and trying to take advantage of you know the great fans and the great crowd that we have um we're able to do that so that's you know i've talked all year long about making you know small progress in different areas that's good progress you know it didn't we know it doesn't doesn't guarantee anything for the future uh, but for us to be able to perform that way um, and find different ways to win hockey games on this homestand is very important.
0: Dunn to
4: Veneers, north of the center logo and back in down the right side. Veneers behind, in front,
1: Done. Veneers oh carries the puck behind the net. Vince Don kept going toward the cage. Out in front, we're tied at 2. 14.08 to play, second period in Seattle. The speed of Veneers to sift his way into the zone and then get close to going behind the net and a quick little pass out front. And Vince has done it. Unchecked at the top of the blue paint and he packs it right past the right pad of the goaltender. So Beneers creates things, Dunn's goal ties to score at two. Matty
4: Beneers, first star of the game with a goal and three points and Haxtell said his brand... Grew even stronger at both ends of the ice.
1: You know, I, I loved his game, uh, you know, three nights ago. You know, if, if you go back and look at that hockey game, um, he did so many really good things like, you know, high level, uh, good two way play, uh, good offensive plays, and, you know, he, he followed it up tonight. It wasn't You know, there's uh, there's some learning experiences mixed in tonight, Um, but you know, on the offensive side, he you know he made he made a bunch of plays. It was nice to see one go in the net for him, Um, but you know, along with that, that's you know he's he he made a lot of good things happen offensively.
4: Baneers leads all NHL rookies in scoring, 14 points in 19 games, while on pace for a 25 goal campaign in his first full NHL season. After the game, he said. The offense for the Kraken just kept on
0: coming. You know, that was kind of an up and down game and it was a lot of offense. So, um, I mean, it was a fun game to play in. So, I think, you know, you're always kind of, it's pretty active. So, it's pretty easy to stay in. I think we're really good offensively and um, you saw that tonight, you know, but I think, you know, tonight we really bared down and put our chances away. Um, you know, it's not always easy, always like that every night. So, um, but it's good. Good to see you tonight. Before we
4: get to Vegas, veneers coming into the NHL with something in common with Hillary Knight and Lee Steckline, all experienced with Team USA in the Winter Olympics. Knight and Steckline captured the gold medal on the women's side four years ago and a part of a big showcase this past Sunday that carried through Seattle. That being... The rivalry series between USA and Canada opening doors for over 14,000 fans at Climate Pledge Arena in a 4-2 win for Team USA. It set a new box office record for a women's hockey game played in the U.S., making a deeper mark in the Puget Sound after Team USA trained and met the public in Seattle as well. What's that mean for the future? The Kraken Audio Network stood side-by-side with Hillary Knight and Lee Steck line after the game, a night explaining first on the impact of a win before a big Seattle crowd
0: and her story.
1: <laughs> Playing in a game
0: like this and an event like this to come out with a win for a crowd like this, how satisfying.
2: It's really important to us. Uh, we rarely get to play on home soil, it feels like. So whenever we have an opportunity to play in front of a crowd like this, especially in Seattle, Sports City, I mean, it just, it. It's amazing. So um, the players definitely felt the love and the support. And we're just fortunate that the Kraken were so generous with, you know, all the other things that go into hosting an event like this. So hopefully we can come back in the future.
0: Your breakaway goal that you scored in period two, something that was more premeditation or just pure reaction?
2: Um, just reaction. I was uh, a little frustrated that I missed a first, like, semi. And so to have two breakaways and one shift, I was like, I better bury this <laughs> one. But, um, no, good heads-up play by our D and, and then Alex Carpenter to find that nice, little soft area in the neutral zone.
0: When you look at the last several days being a part of this team, being out in this area, what makes this chance to play together and tour together so meaningful?
2: Yeah I think uh, we just continue to think every single national team minute is just so special and so whenever you have an opportunity to be a part of this group I mean there's nothing like it and that's what fuels us when we're away from each other so when we get to come together and um, you know go to battle and problem solve on the fly and do all the fun things and play at this level it's just incredible it's an energy that you can't explain and you only dream of and it definitely ignites you.
0: Going back and reading about the battles that you face to get to this level to fight to stay in the game the long drives from Toronto to Boston, sitting in the parking lot wondering about the future at one point as well. What testimony does that build, do you think, for younger players, for girls who want to follow in your
2: footsteps? Yeah, I mean, we're still fighting those battles to a different extent, right? And so hopefully that changes for the next generation. We continue to tell our younger players that don't worry, once you get out of college, it's going to be way different. Um, and we truly believe that. But to to have a crowd like this, I mean, a lot of quantified effort goes into you know preparing us for the future and what that looks like and so to be able to prove a concept and go out and continue to sell events like this it's it's incredible and it's you know past due time for women's sports
0: finally what it mean to have mom and dad here for the ceremony right before puck drop
2: yeah mom and dad um, they've been making their rounds this year they're over in denmark and, and now seattle and we have a ton of fa- family friends uh, from idaho that were able to come over local from Seattle as well, so it was just really fun to have a huge group of family support that I rarely get when we're usually on the road.
4: More with Steckline, a high impact piece of the Team USA Blue line and at a career crossroads not too long ago, but for sharing more on the measure. Of Sunday night,
3: I think it's huge. You know, we've we've been on the losing end a few times recently against Canada, so to get the momentum back in these last three games was really fun, and to finish it off here in the U.S. with a, a record-breaking crowd was definitely the way
0: to do it. What does it mean to play in this series this year with this team against Canada?
3: Uh, it means a lot. You know, losing an Olympic gold medal game, uh, it stays with you and it makes you motivated, and to you want to get right back to it. So to get you know the opportunity at Worlds and then these uh, these rivalry series games. Uh, They're huge for our program just to to make sure we're moving forward and and working together and and proving what we need to.
0: Couldn't help but notice, before the game, a pair of young female fans were introduced and this being their first women's hockey game ever. How do you measure that with the impact that you can make on fans like
3: that? Uh, It's something I know we all take very seriously. We want as many girls as possible to see this great game and and be able to be involved. So uh, any new fans we reach, it's always really exciting, but especially when they're little girls.
0: Tell me more about your heroes and where they played growing up.
3: Well, I I was really lucky to come from Roseville, uh, Minnesota. Uh, The Broat sisters, the Curtin sisters, uh, just down the road from Chrissy Wendell, Natalie Darwitz, um, so many amazing people to look up to. And then as I got older... You know Hillary Knight. You can't you can't talk about heroes without mentioning uh, Hillary Knight, and to be able to be her teammate for these last few years uh, has been truly special because she is uh, an amazing, amazing hockey player, but a really, really great
0: teammate as well. Will she be in the greatest of all time?
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I think so.
0: <laughs> a Great story that I heard about you when you decided to get this to go again. You're working for Cliff Bar out in Minnesota. What did that moment teach you about the chance that you had to take advantage of?
3: Um, yeah, I was. Uh, it's crazy to think back that I was almost done playing hockey, um, uh, and I'm just really grateful that Cliff was uh, able to let me continue playing hockey, that I, hockey was ready to take me back. Um, I'm not working for them anymore, but uh, just really grateful that they gave me that experience to to do both, to, to get some experience, working experience uh, while still playing, playing hockey.
0: True or false, your nickname on this team is Lethal.
3: It is sometimes, <laughs> yes, uh, my middle name is Ethel, and yeah. so it, when you combine it, it's lethal, and um, maybe I have my lethal moments. They're not often, but.
0: In what ways can that be a compliment to you playing the position back on defense?
3: Um, I know for my game, I, I really like to play some shutdown D. We've got some amazingly talented offensive defensemen um, and just supporting them in whatever way I can. Um, and then maybe I have an offensive moment and you can call that lethal, but uh, they're few and far between. I try and time them.
0: Finally, What are you going to take away from being here in Seattle, not just for the game, but also for the week that you had training and also connecting with the local fan base?
3: Uh, Seattle was an amazing place, just that uh, week-long camp basically leading up to it, uh, to see just to be at that rink and see how many people were so interested in hockey. Not even, you know, just the rink was packed every day. Um, That was awesome to see. And then the support we received, it's it's just really top tier to, to come here and be treated the way we were. We're really grateful. Um, and then to be together as a team is always something special, but I think it was really important to come off Worlds and have this time together and really move forward.
4: Team USA's women's program 3-0 and in the series. Back in action, taking on Canada in Game 4. Henderson, Nevada, that stage up next. December 15th. The Kraken now have the league's seventh most potent offense in the NHL, averaging just under three and a half goals per game. In their way, a Vegas team presenting as stiff a challenge as ever.
1: Howden guides it towards center. It's Kessel coming ahead. Kessel closes in towards the net. He shoots. He scores. Phil Kessel. Goal 400 in consecutive game 990.
4: Dan Duba with a call on the Vegas Golden Knights radio side and what you need to know. Vegas out to their best start in franchise history. Big response after missing the playoffs last year. And that start now up to 16-4-1 after they beat Ottawa on Wednesday and almost as hot as a crack Kraken now last 10 games at 7-2-1. Plus, a healthy Jack Eichel leads the Golden Knights 11 goals and 26 points. Vegas under Bruce Cassidy as new head coach. Makes offense hard to come by. There'll be a big test here at just 2.4 goals allowed per game. That is third best in the entire league. Oh, another big test. Five games head to head so far in franchise history. And the Kraken still searching for their first win over Vegas, period. Should be a good one. Once again, our coverage 5 PM Pacific at T-Mobile Arena. Everett and Dave have the call for you then. I'll be with you from Network Central 430 on the Coors Light pregame show all along Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM and the Kraken Audio Network. Happy Holidays for Kraken This Morning. I'm Mike Benton. You're home for the Kraken. Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry.